Bokartov, we are continuing on Tehillim 76 uh, Due to popular demand And the expectation that we complete the Tehillim We're back to doing Tehillim in the early mornings At 7.20 or it's now 7.30 a.m. Depending on how late we start um, the, Before we begin this Mizmor A quick word on Yom HaShoah Which is today uh, Obviously Yom HaShoah commemorates The murder of commemorates the Jews who were murdered, six million of them throughout Europe by the Nazis. Rabbi Raviton gave a very good speech where he was saying there are certain things, there are tragedies where, in any tragedy, where someone experiences a significant loss, where if you're going to console the person, you don't approach them with explanations. And don't tell them and say, oh, it's going to be better. It's good. This is all really part of God's plan. It's good that you lost this person. There's, in times of loss, it's not the time to try to rationalize things. You learn from last and, week's uh, parasha. Right, exactly. That's, a, that's where the, the, the Torah came from. You don't try to rationalize things and don't be the defender of God. And... We were talking about afterwards, I was saying, you know, how do you know Yahadut is a sophisticated religion? And it's made, for, it's made for people who really want to think about the world in a real way. You know that from the fact that Yahadut does not always defend Hashem. How do we know this? What's the most famous book in which Borei Olam is not defended? It's, it's a very democratic. <laughs> it's it's the, like the book of Eov, in which... The person who's complaining about God, who says, no, the just, it's, this is not just, the suffering isn't just, that person is the protagonist, is the good guy in the story, Eov. While his friends who come and say, how can you complain about God? Don't you know Borei Olam is just? And obviously you did something wrong that you deserved all of this uh, punishment. Those guys are the wrong guys in the story, right? And, and, and this understanding or this ability in Yahadut to live with questions and to not try to answer every question or to not try to answer the question of the meaning behind suffering the fact that in Yahadut, in mainstream Yahadut we acknowledge that there is no answer to that question shows that it's a sophisticated religion it's not, it's not a religion for simpletons oh, why did this happen? because uh, the people were, were sinning who are you to say that the people were sinning? Can, can what about judge? all the tzaddikim who were killed in, in the Holocaust, right? Or what about the tzaddikim who were killed throughout the, the, are tragically lost throughout daily life? We don't try to offer explanations for these and we don't defend God in such circumstances. We don't always say, oh, it's because X, Y, and Z. And blah, blah, blah. No, we live with the pain. We live with the suffering. And we know that there are certain things we can't understand. We don't just... Assume that oh, that Borei Olam is always right. That's not that's not the Jewish way. We don't just tell, go around telling people that. The best response in times like this is to just remain silent and to just just be there. Be there. That's Give it. Give support. Exactly. All right. Now to Mizmor seventy six. For the chief musician, a song or a psalm by Asaf, a song. You're back to the songs. Yes. Exactly. Back to the songs of the musicians. 
Uh, according to the Radak, this is a mizmor about the end of times, about mm-hmm. the war of Gog and Magog. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and we will hear about a battle that takes place in Jerusalem. Okay, Pasuk Bet. God is known in Yehuda, and his name is great in Israel. That's actually a beautiful Pasuk, because... It's pretty much saying the same thing twice. Yes. That God is known in Yehuda. The, the different, uh, but it's saying it for the two different tribes or yes. for the two different uh, halves of Am Israel. Yes. So there's a, maybe it's a pasuk of unity. Okay? God is known and his name is great in Israel. And his abode is in Shalem in Yerushalayim. And his dwelling place is in Zion. Also, pasuk that says the same thing twice. But what's the beauty of that pasuk as it relates to the first pasuk? Is that Yerushalayim is strategically located on the border between Yehuda and Israel. Right? Because Yerushalayim is on the border between Yehuda and Binyamin. And Binyamin was maybe the leading tribe of the non-Yehuda parties. Okay? You, between Binyamin and Ephraim, those were the two tribes that led the Israel faction of Am Israel. That's why when... Uh, let's say when David is is getting chased out by Avshalom, getting chased out of Jerusalem, who is the person who is most concerning to David? Shimi ben Gera, who is a leader from the people of Binyamin, who is trying to to sabotage David while he's getting uh, while he's already down, right? So Yerushalayim is beautifully, I think, probably intentionally on the border between Israel and and Yehuda. On that border between Binyamin and Yehuda. In fact, to the extent that they say that there were parts of the Beit Hamikdash that were in the tribe of Yehuda, and then there were parts that were in so the tribe split, of Binyamin. And I think they see that, I, I remember reading this somewhere, I'm not exactly certain where, that the Kodesh Kodashim was, was in, in no between. man's land, it was in between, smack in between. Wow. So, so it represents the perfect unity of Am Israel. Okay, so God's. Dwelling place was in Yerushalayim and his abode was in Zion. Pasuk Dalid, Shamma Shibar Rishve Kashet Magen And there, now we talk about the war that's going to take place in Yerushalayim. There he broke the sparks of the bow. That would be like the arrows of the yes. bow, let's say. Magen The shield he broke, the sword he broke, and the war he led. Sela. Talking about how Boreolam led, led B'nai Israel to a battle in Yerushalayim. Naor ata adir mehar taref, you are uh, light. You are lustrous. You you bring light to the world, God. Ata adir, you are mightier. Or naor ata adir, and you are mightier. Mehar taref from the mountains of prey. So the Radak explains what this means. Mountains of prey. Teref would mean to tear something, like a terefa is an animal that was mauled by another animal, right? Mountain of prey. So mountain of prey would be. Animals of prey that come out from the mountains. Apparently, in the mountains, there are animals roaming around. There are, mount- there are animals of prey. It's it's an expression that means by a very uh, in a battle, it's uh, it, it, it's like the aggressive uh, opposition, right? That would be the mountains of prey or the animals that come from the mountains. Okay, so you are stronger than the opposition. Yeah, this is the opposition, the, right? Exactly. The, the, enemy, enemy. the enemy. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Pasuk namushin atam. The the um, the strong men uh, they they went crazy namush and their sleep got stirred and all of the people of war could not find their hands. 
What does it mean? It's describing how the enemies of Bnei Israel, even the mightiest amongst them, were in complete confusion. They lost their ability to function. They couldn't find their hands. Their their uh, their hands is a, is a weapon. Yeah. He, he says here says they fell into a stupor, but I think Namush and Atam could be, maybe it means that they fell asleep. I thought it could also mean that they their sleep was stirred and they weren't able to to sleep well at all because they were so confused. Okay, so these people they were utter, utterly confused they, they and were, they, they, they couldn't they couldn't totally... And this is again according to Radak in the Battle of Gog and Magog taking place based on the Mizmor in Yerushalayim. From your rebuke. Hashem, or from your roar, Nirdam Vereche Vasus, the Osiv, morning, the chariot and the horse, they slumbered. Now that's a fascinating pasuk because it goes to show how little, it goes to show how little all of these descriptions of God are to be taken literally. Yeah, because this from is your roar, what happens to the enemy? They yeah. fall asleep. You notice? They, they, they are not active, that's it. They're inactive totally. Exactly. The enemy falls asleep with their horses okay? even the, even the during animal, this battle. Even Why? Because of Borelam's roar. Now, obviously, typically a roar it's, uh, some kind it's something of that wakes, wakes yeah. you up, doesn't yes. put you to sleep. But when Borelam roars, it puts the enemies to sleep. Meaning, we're not talking about in a literal sense that Borelam actually roars or makes a noise. We're talking about Borelam manifesting himself in, with his with quote unquote fury yes. against the enemies of Bnei Israel. So you see the to, weather, weather, or yeah, things like exactly this. through natural, whatever natural. through whatever natural means it is to confuse them or to weaken the enemy or to weaken the spirits. Okay, Pasukhet Ata Nora Ata Umiya As for you, Hashem. You are awesome. Who can stand before you at the time of your anger? Me, I'm on the phone. When you are, uh, when you're, uh, when you're, me'az apecha, from the time that your anger is flared, let's say. Okay? Vazuktet, mishamayim, mishmaat adin, eretz yareav, shakata. From the heaven, you pronounce judgment. The earth was frightened and, and remained quiet and still, right? In their fear, they don't do, want to move a muscle. Okay, and that's the, Everybody got the glo- glory of Borei Olam. Yes. So if you were to summarize what this means more, is trying to show, maybe it's trying to show the glory of Borei Olam that is to be learned through his going out to battle on behalf of Bnei Israel. Yes. Right? That's the glory of God that we see based on his going out to battle. When do we hear God's judgment? When he gets up, to, uh, when he arises in judgment, to deliver kol sela to deliver the humble of the land forever or sela, okay. So that's uh, save, when Borei Olam save all the humble of the exactly when Borei Olam gets up in from his judgment to go to judgment in order to protect or to save the humble of the earth. This is like which is always Borei Olam like why when, he gets up for judgment. When we coming out of Mitzrayim, the same is the second. Yeah, but that's the, the same as a repetition. Yeah, but that that's Mitzrayim but, is more of a motif. Right, the idea of behind Mitzrayim is not just a one-time thing. It's, it's how Borei Olam wants to run the world, which is to always save the weak from the hands of the strong, Defend, yes. right? From the hands of the, the, uh, the enemy or, or the, the, the evil uh, people or power-hungry people. Okay? This is very interesting. The people... Of wrath, ki hamat adam, people of wrath, todeka, they will be the ones singing your praise. Sherit, haimot, 
Tahgor, the I don't even know how to translate that. You will guard, guard, guard yourself with the remainder of wrath. Okay, so maybe you'll your uh, your wrath will be girding yourself or yes. something like that. Meaning you will be expressing your wrath, and then the people or the enemy, the wrathful enemy, when they see your wrath, <laughs> they're going to be acknowledging how much stronger you are. At the end, that's the whole idea. Yeah. The world has to recognize that. Exactly. Exactly. Now this is a pasuk of closing. This pasuk closes the Mismar. And basically now turns to Bnei Israel, who are experiencing God's salvation in this war of Gog and Magog, according yes. to the Radak, or, yes. or this battle that's taking place in Yerushalayim. And saying, now you guys, who are, you're experiencing God's greatness, Don't forget. now time to acknowledge Him also. Yeah, if the enemy who is, a, is a wrathful is, or who is losing the battle is acknowledging God's greatness, where are you? Come then on. you, of course, yeah. and you, the people, <laughs> who should also acknowledge God's greatness by bringing korbanot. So, you shall make vows and you shall pay them to Hashem, bring, meaning bring your korbanot. All those who are around Him shall bring gifts to the one who is awesome. Finally, last pasuk, Yivtzor Ruach Negidim Noral Malchi Aretz. And this pasuk, it's just a sum up of the entire Mismor. He cuts down the spirit of the princes and he inspires fear in the kings of the land. That would be, in one word, what this Mismor is all about. That Borei Olam, through his power, through his ability to defeat any uh, army in war, any, any king in war, inspires fear into the most powerful. Inspires fear into the most powerful, and he cuts down their spirit of arrogance. Yes, I think arrogance. if there is one idea that this is exactly what's happened in history, every of course, single time, but die because there is no <laughs> king that ever that ever outlasts God, and there are countless who who lost in the most miraculous of ways. I mean, starting with Paro, and then ending with the the Arab nations around Israel. They really got their their. Uh, their arrogance handed to them. All of these kings today. So I'll say if there's one, if there's one idea which Yahadut can be responsible for contributing to, it's before Yahadut came onto the scene with the idea of one God. All powerful men really ruled the earth. Yes, it was like the lion. It was. It was, it was an like incredible. The lion. It was the an lion. incredible revolution. For a nation to go and say to every single person, to every single uh, uh, animal of prey coming out of the mountain, or every single person who aspire to power, that you are nothing compared to the real power. It was, it was such a revolution to teach arrogant human beings that there is someone that, they're, higher than you. that, that is higher than you. Much higher. That it's not something Yahadut gets credit for enough. But it, it's a revolution to mankind that... Men are never all powerful, and that all men will fall, and that all kings' empires will come to an end. All of them, they did, and they all did. <laughs> and, it's, and it's an incredible thing because the conception in the human mind prior to Yahadut was that men are all powerful, and that the kings do control it. So, the kings are divine. Yeah, because that's what does have. That's they have to see. Yeah. They want to see exactly. the power of the power. They want to see the power. When you God is. is it's not visible. You see... It takes a level of sophistication yes. to acknowledge that he is God. But you know what, the, what it does to the, to the mentality of society? When the society recognizes 
that the human being leaders are all nothing in compared to the true force. It's a, it's a real revolution in Jewish thinking, in, in human thinking. So that's something we, we have to appreciate is, is before ideas come into history, they, people aren't thinking them. Meaning, meaning we don't realize that before Yahadut introduced the concept of one God to the world, nobody ever challenged the power of the king. The king was God. And, and the concept of, 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 of looking down on the king was unheard of. Why? He is all-powerful. He's God. So it was, it was a real like, reality check to bring to humanity that you are actually all the same, fundamentally. That all the humans are nothing when it comes before God. And that even all of these kings who claim to have power or be powerful, they're not really powerful at all. And if they were to stand before God, they would be defeated in a second. It was an, it was this is the reason that most of, most of these kings, of the European kings, they all had the church next to them. Maybe to, it's a, it's to a add, very to yeah. add, uh, of strength. They would, strength. There was a very very. There's been a long tradition of of kings claiming to have the divine right. We saw it in the times of Paro, yes. whenever we left Egypt, where he yes. made himself out to be a god. Yes. And then by the time that the in the medieval times and even the early Enlightenment period, before the Enlightenment and like from the 16th century, the kings were all claiming to have the divine right of kings via. The church, or something like that. They always borrowed their their right to rule from the divine. They they were getting the the what, how do you say the certificate. Stamp of approval. The, yeah, the yeah. certification. It's always been a great tactic. It's always been a great tactic. <laughs> and Yahadut is different, obviously. Well, I'm back with my two rabbis. <laughs> <laughs>